0: So, a friend and colleague departed his body um, recently, and it was a really sorry time for others and myself as we came to accept this passing. You know, we asked questions like, well, why him and why now? And he's only 50 years old, you know, why, why is this so? And, and, you know, surely he deserves a longer life than this. He was such a great contributor. And a friend asked me for some content on, uh, on his life, for uh, the presentation at his life celebration. So I made a, few, uh, a list of a few traits that Mike had exhibited in my dealings with him over the previous what, 10 years. So I thought this worthy of consideration in the, in the context of times when I asked myself, well, what, what should I do on this given issue? And I, as I wrote this, I, I started to realize that the, the, the traits that made Mike so uh, attractive to, to people and so successful in his life uh, are traits which I think would be worth recalling uh, in the context of what would Mike do? This is a place where those who suspect they're innately wise, brilliant, and powerful come to learn how to transform their lives. One cognition, one realization, and one blinding flash of the obvious at a time. We are the innovators, the record breakers, the world makers, and creators of all kinds. We supersede the suppressive worldview of mass ignorance and awaken the strength within. We are waking up to our innate secrets. My name is Dr. Mark Postles and welcome to the Innate Secrets Podcast. As I contemplated the short 10 years I've been involved with Mike uh, and as, in my life uh, as, as a board of trustees member with him at a tertiary education institution and, and uh, as a, a personal friend, uh, I made a list of these traits which I'd like to share with you and, and make some comment about them. So Mike was really wise, and he brought about a perspective on things that that was extremely insightful and this and this this wisdom um was based on on his information that he that he had, um, but more than that, which you know I think information is like that that quadrant two part of just you know data, but he'd also compiled that information into a working knowledge and so he had information which applied in certain circumstances that he could bring to any situation. And he had been um, functioning at many high levels of corporate activity and um, he was able to, to bring information in, into a, a format that was useful uh, not just theoretical, but actually useful in a in a um in an application in sense, and so. Um, but then beyond that, he had the wisdom to determine which was useful and which was not of the the knowledge and the information that he had. So the the application of the of the information was uh, was the knowledge, but the knowledge was was highly tuned because of his wisdom, and so. Mike allowed for uh, an insightful perspective on things, and you know some call it the thirty thousand foot view. It's it's a, um, an ability to get above uh, the argument, get above the content, get above those things on a day to day basis that, that tend to bog us down. To get, to get out of our quadrant two and quadrant three thinking of the hindbrain of the of the reptilian, the the animal, the mammal and move into uh, a, a bigger perspective. Now, within this viewpoint then, another area that he had as a, an incredible superpower was his ability to build relationships and the ability to bring about um, a, a point of agreement between uh, some very different perspectives, You know, so that he was able to, to, to get with people who um, were at war with each other ideologically and um bring them to a point where they they could agree on something which then began uh, a a more cohesive relationship, a building of relationships and so um from that from that sense then he he was uh, an incredible connector, and uh his list of connections ran from the the top people and the top jobs of the top uh corporates. And governments, uh, right down to the local cricket club and the local footy club, and and the man and lady in the corner store. You know, it was it was a, a, an incredible skill that he that he had to to bring things together uh, from this bigger perspective, uh, not getting bound by the differences, but by going for the similarities and working with people at that level. So that came, I think, from from his. Uh, significant interest in people. So when he spoke with Mike, he was interested about you. He was a bit interested about what was going on with you and how things were. Um, and you'd have to dig a bit to find out about him because his focus was uh, was on you. And I think that that interest in people is such a powerful um, thing to have and and to and to use because you know it's. The bottom line is I think that people are interested in themselves and when you're interested in them, then that's a common point. And you may disagree with them, but if you connect with them, as Mike was able to, uh, then they start to like you because you like them and you like, you like what they like. So <clears throat> the interest in people, even though it might be a, a very different viewpoint, uh, is, a, is a really strong point. And I think it's something I've taken home, home very strongly from, uh, from Mike. Um, one thing that, that is really an amazing um, strength of his was his loyalty and the ability to maintain that, uh, that connection with people and with organisations and structures um, and be loyal to that and um, it came from a, from a a probably a well defined sense of, of one's philosophy and, and values and direction, so that he joined organisations and he joined uh, with with people who were travelling in a in a similar direction, so that it makes loyalty a lot easier. Obviously, that that you know when he said he was going to do something, he did it, uh, and he was he would turn up when he was had agreed to turn up so that 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 sense of being loyal being um being part of a part of a group part of uh, a a connection of with people uh over over a lifetime was very very evident and it didn't appear like he'd left and I certainly couldn't find any areas where he had left uh messy relationships behind he cleaned stuff up as he went so that that, that loyalty to the organisation, even if he left the organisation, um, was allowing him to to leave cleanly and and uh, allowing the organisation to continue and uh, benefit from his presence. and And we've certainly experienced that as a as an organisation that we um, we served on together. Uh, but you know, one of the things above all though was the fact that he was kind and. Kindness comes through in so many different ways. That thoughtfulness, uh, that that willingness to sort of drive out of its way to pick you up, to um, you know, to pick up a tab every now and then, and not you know, no out of obligation. Simply, that's that, that was just a, a nice thing he wanted to do. Um, to pay things forward, to do things for people that, that people would even wouldn't even know about. Um, so, you know, the the respect for um children and, and little animals and uh the 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 people or the, the things that are not um are powerful or don't have lots of influence, he was able to uh connect with them and, and just show kindness and respect. Um then along with that obviously it came helpfulness and the willingness to you know to to put his hand out for people who were uh, uh were having uh some challenges. So you know, even though he, he mixed with uh, high levels of society, he was able to uh, create a, a connection with people who were certainly not as well off as he. Um, now, from from this on the intellectual level, there was a a, a great uh, attribute that he expressed, and that was uh, his reading. He was really well read, um, and he he he, re- he you know he read the the, the popular. Um, news and press and so forth, but he was able to discern it uh, and, and make, make judgment based on the, um, the history of, of human beings and biographies and so forth that he read and um, bring uh, an awareness to the, to the current which, which involved the history. I think, you know, once again, it goes back to that 30,000 foot view. It was just the information that he carried uh, was such that he uh, could help the current situation become much clearer and um that that then led to change which he wasn't afraid to embrace and i think there's another superpower there is is the ability to to embrace and enroll and change and allow change to be what it is it's 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 a reinvention and it's a constant you know we're, we're always changing so he was he he took that on board and and Uh, was able to roll with it and uh, allow for things to be different. You know, not not necessarily better, but just different. Um, Now, within that then, uh, he obviously spoke well of everybody. I don't think I've ever heard him speak poorly of someone. He um, he would always speak as though that person that was at the top of the conversation was in the room and uh, spoke uh, about that person as if they were standing right there and he was speaking to their face. And uh, another, another great attribute of, a, of, of a, an amazing human being, I think. He, he threw himself into causes that built people. So he was, he was very involved in, in programs that support humanity that, that, and not necessarily from a pity point of view, um, you know foundations for diseases and stuff like that didn't seem to be his thing it was more um, you know kids programs that, that brought out the best that brought out the human potential that's available um, and served at a at a, um, a very humble level and way way below uh, the the class that he he was normally used to with uh, the New Zealand College of Chiropractic There was a a um, you know, which is a, a a very small outfit compared to some of the organizations that he dealt with, but because it built people, because he was there to 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 see that, and certainly wasn't a chiropractor, he he was just there to make sure that people had the greatest opportunity to have fully expressing brain spine nerve systems, and and you know that was that was part of his dedication. Uh, it was it was to support the development of human beings, and that 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 probably sums it up in terms of his, his actions are very proactive. Um, whenever something came up that was a drama or, or a stress or a possible um, attack, he, he would look at how can we go on the front foot? How can we be proactive? Uh, let's not be reactive about this. You know, Give some space uh, between the stimulus and the response and we'll work out a way to um, to handle this respectfully. And at a higher level, and and was always optimistic of uh, a satisfactory outcome, which made him solution oriented. And so, once again, another um, couple of superpowers here that, that he exhibited. And so that it was always about what's the solution, what's the what's the outcome, um, and um, how well can we. Attain it. It's not you know whether we can. It's just like how well can we do it, and what's our time frame. So, but beneath all this was a, a gratitude and appreciation of life. Um, he he loved what we loved. Uh, he loved the the um, the supportive, non-invasive uh, aspects of of a vitalistic profession, of um, an, an innate approach to. Uh, life and health he was was appreciative of life and and often spoke of this in grateful terms in terms of the the ability um or the opportunities he had to to serve with us on this particular uh, mission that we were on and he really embraced the innate secrets i mean when he first got the innate model book it was like, wow this is amazing uh this is something that that just speaks to my values and so throughout that that period of time then Mike has been uh such a, an inspiration, and it's only just beginning i sense, i sense but the the question in, in this one is you know is someone's well lived life um behind us when that person you know checks out of this this earthly coil and and really it's um uh it is it's often it's hard to get, but I think. The, uh, the gift that's in a life is, no matter how short the life seems to be, is the, the value. And, and when we respect it and take it on board and, and see it as uh, for what it is, it, become, it becomes eternal. It becomes something that, that we can choose to tap into at any time. And, you know, the, there's um, a compassion and a love that comes with, with connecting with a person and there's a great appreciation for that person's attributes when, when they move on. And, and, you know, Mike is just such a, um, what, such a recent uh, um, phenomenon for, for me and others. And um, I think it just brings us to the point that there's so many great points in every single person that we know. And, you know, it's about how do we firstly celebrate them while they're here uh, and then acknowledge them and work with them and embrace them. Uh, when when they've gone, and uh, you know, Mike's last words to to us was in a group text, and and just a couple of days before he, he passed, and said goodbye, my brothers. It's been a privilege. Love you. You know. So the question then for me is always, well, what would Mike do? You know, what what is what is was it? Would his position be on this given circumstance? And it brought me to revisiting why I do what I do, and what humanity is here for and you know I revisited my sense of my journey and its purpose of and I've decided to revisit and revise the innate model manifesto because that that's really the why of what I do within the innate model and so in the ensuing series uh, I'll address each of the statements in my manifesto and you may like to consider yours. You may not know what a manifesto is at this point in time, but I'm sure you will as the, um, the, the versions have, of uh, my manifesto come through uh, in the following podcast. So <clears throat> I think that Mike's life was a living example of his manifesto and the challenge is, is mine and is yours. So consider... Um, as we go into subsequent podcasts here, the uh, elements of your manifesto and how um, it applies. And the manifesto is really the the um, core values that you embrace and how it is that they are rolling out in your life. So, you know, what are you for? What are you against? And how do you um, turn up? So we'll we'll have a look at this. And I uh, just wanted to frame it with, with Mike's story, uh, and it's, it's something which I know that you've all got a Mike in your life, you've all got a person who's been really influ- influential, you have someone there who um, is the epitome of a well-lived life, and so take a bit of time just to consider that, you know, and and, and get into the sense of what that person's brought to you and what's meant what they've meant to you. And I uh, might even make a list of that. Maybe Some of those inspirations may be part of your manifesto as well. So until next time, I'm Mark Possels. Let us show you how to fire your brain in ways that serve you so that you can be confident, connected, and bring joy and passion into what you do every day. Get a free copy of my book, The Innate Model. Go to theinnatemodel.com forward slash free book.